Yo, what is up with Maurice? Just putting the yams out there? Is this what we doing? Maurice is like, I'm like almost 50 and I look like this, so. Yeah. Hey, look. And the Miz is like, I'm going to have a reality show with this woman and I'm never leaving her. I I wouldn't. I would not. She went like, 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 because I'm goofy and we've been together for 15 years, so. See, this is why I tell everybody. I don't know about y'all, but I'm different. See, this is what I tell you all the time. You ain't got to. You ain't got to be like. That's the shit that gets weird about like the Pete Holmes stuff. You ain't got to be hot. You just got to make a girl laugh. You're good to go. You somewhat funny. Good to go. I am learning that recently, but that's all I will say for now. <laughs> and like, <laughs> literally, all I'll say. Like, whenever someone, especially since after I saw, so the WB did a thing. I guess on. Peacock. It was like a, a mini series, like kind of attempting to do a narrative, like almost like YouTube essay on the um, on the kayfabe slash sort of not kayfabe intersection of the WWE's sort of strongest bad guys. Yeah, it was called Evil. Yes, I saw that one. Yeah, one yeah. of them was Ooh. about the Miz, and like. The psychology of the Miz as Mike Mizanin from the real world crossing over into this other world and how that ter- how that is like the like villain origin story of the character of the Miz and how it's redefined him multiple times in the past almost 20 years. Yeah. Um, being a dude who just was like a 20 year old kid that was on the cusp of reality TV and also was a big wrestling fan when it wasn't cool to be one. Right. Um, that was his whole personality on the real world that eventually trans transferred into like getting him into a wrestling reality show and then him becoming an actual wrestler back in a, in the time when if you didn't like sleep in your car for three years, then wrestlers didn't respect you. Right. So he used his like TV fame to get a job that nobody wanted him to have and was like ostracized from the rest of the community the wrestling like his peers for several years and he like that chip he built turned him into the character he had become and then re-become multiple times and it's always interesting to see like the internet has allowed a democratization of talking shit for people far and wide to have no real need or interest in like being qualifying it with any accuracy or any real insight you can just be a hater right uh, which plays <laughs> yeah. like directly into him because that's all he cares about like he doesn't doesn't care about anything else except you hating him in some whatever fashion you need to right but it, he's kind of gotten a bit of a a finally like a almost like we haven't gotten there yet where we're all giving him his flowers but he's starting to get he's starting to receive his flowers for like being a reliable person that nobody likes for a very long time that is very hard to do in wrestling to be a bad guy for 20 years no one does this even he hasn't really done it for 20 years straight right but like it's so hard to be because at some point either you leave you get like you leave either on your own terms or without your consent or you become so popular that you become a good guy, and that's the thing you do now because you sell more. You sell more when you become a good guy. You are yeah. you are more profitable in various ways when you become a good guy. The Miz never really did that for very long. I, I, I think wonder... maybe Randy Orton and maybe like arguably Triple H yeah. have been like the only dude to have been heels forever. 
yeah and like still have had like long careers someone's like this guy doesn't i don't like the miz he sucks at wrestling it's like well he does like four moves but like that's been the point for 20 years like yeah you're supposed to like like everybody else because they're the ones gonna jump on the top rope and he's gonna like run away and he's gonna brag about how his wife is like three inches taller than him and super hot and how he has and how he's been in like five marine movies and no <laughs> one's seen any of them <laughs> True. but he pretends that they're, the, they're like high quality film like right. all of this is the point and watching the, that TV show of him explicitly, finally telling people like, yes, this is, this is the point you've, you've congratulations. I wear these suits that you don't like because you're not, I want you to look at me and want to punch me in the face. Yeah. So I put a bandana on like a Naruto. I have like avant-garde, like ring robes. I dress in three piece suits wherever I go. I'm annoying. To, I'm so annoying. I annoy myself. Like <laughs> he's damn. like the, he's like Ric Flair himself into being the guy, but like in a way that's not self destructive. Right. He's just like really annoying, but also very successful. I wonder if wrestling fans and we started the show. Welcome to the thing. We'll do the intro oh, in I, a second. <laughs> um, uh, but I wonder if wrestling fans are willing to give the Miz a little bit more now that you know MJF is kind of like a bigger thing. And I, and I say that because like when I first saw MJF, I was just like, I, I mean, this seems like The Miz, but if The Miz was a better wrestler, right? And, and MJF and is, The Miz is could different. call people school shooters on TV. Yeah, yes, yes. Like if The Miz- <laughs> What year was like, this? Uh, like last year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the, All right. the thing with AEW is like, they just allow people, like I, I, I don't know if AEW is a marketably better product than WWE, but I know like they allow their people just to say fucking wild shit. Like that's where Max Caster gets half his stuff. Cause you're just like, I don't know if you should have said that. Um, but like that's where you get the heat. there you get the heat. But like the 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 difference is like you said like honestly if the Miz was like four or five years younger he would be loved because like he would have done everything that MJF did right he would have done the Indies and been like oh this guy's a shitty heel like you know on the Indies and that would have been like the thing but people just hated the Miz because he was the outsider right like he didn't. He didn't like, like you said, he didn't drive t- town to town with like eating uh, tuna fish out of a can because like that's the protein you have and like doing dollar shows for a handshake and a hot dog. Like, no, he went on television and learned his bumps like on television. And it's, I, I, I think it's like, to me, it gets very tiring when we talk about like wrestling fans and they're like, well, this guy never paid his dues. I'm like, well, nigga, you didn't. You're not a wrestler. Like, why do yeah, you like, fucking care? How can you? T- why are you no, saying you pay the toll? Yeah, why are you saying these words as a person I know has never ever even decided to take a bump ever? I, right. I can look at you and know that. It's. Right. It, it, I think we the the internet has allowed, and I think wrestling is one of those medias, and I think there's there's a few others where like there's such an engagement 
with the fan base that is like super duper rabid to the point where they and they also know so much about it that they become very presumptuous about how it should be. Right. And they've they've kind of removed the veil for themselves and in in so doing have also kind of sabotaged any attempt for someone to try to like both to try to entertain them in ways that they would maybe they maybe wouldn't be so critical about if they didn't know behind the scenes. Right. It's like if I do, if I read the scripts that people that actors read before they filmed a movie and I know that then some very key lines were like ad libbed or they went off script particular scenes. Would I hate these scenes because they weren't in the script because I knew there was a script like that seems like going too far. And I feel like wrestling has kind of we've kind of settled with the fact that we all kind of just go too far. But I don't know that we ever really have responsible conversations about like what going too far means for your ability to enjoy the thing that's happening in front of you. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think games can get that way too. Like, if we can't, if this, if I, I know, I definitely know people who are like, if it's not like a, who who don't have time for, like mid indies, right? Like, if yeah. this game is going to be a six or a seven, and they can look at you look at it and know, and it's like, well, why would I play that? And it's like, well, you can't like as our like a discussion we had last time. You can't complain that there's no games to play, but also don't play any games, <laughs> right? Yeah, you'd be surprised what you're interested in if you just attempted to be interested without having to sort of be too smart to be interested. Uh, wrestling kind of fucks that up for a lot of people. They're too smart to realize like the thing that a thing, the thing that you like might also be a thing that's happening somewhere else and has been happening for a long time. You just like it now because of whatever, but like you can also like this other thing because it's kind of like a little bit like that. Uh, or maybe this thing couldn't have happened without this other person doing it for a very long time first. Um, you don't have to like just because a person isn't, you know, high work rate doesn't mean that they aren't a contributing factor to a thing you actually do like. Um, right. People are so smart about knowing how a person got to a place, but not like how these how these things are all interconnected. It's like the weirdest form of like a of being like of having like a failure of like textual literacy, like the the things you're seeing on TV are there for a reason. You know some of those reasons. You're either willfully ignoring the others or you don't see them, in which case you're not as smart as you think you are. Right. Like, this is a humbleness that, and you, that needs to be approached with all these kinds of entertainments so you can actually be fucking entertained ever in your life. Yeah. You should enjoy Or read a goddamn book and don't be entertained. I don't know. Please man. read a book. <laughs> yeah. Don't be entertained by reading a book. That is. <laughs> yeah. Don't read a good book. Be bored by the book you're reading. Yeah. Read the damn um, dictionary. I don't know. Yeah, I was about to say literature Britannic or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, welcome to the thing. Uh, this is our our show, which is like weirdly like, this week is kind of weekly. We just do these whenever. Um, but uh, sometimesly is how I was. Sometimesly, it. that's perfectly perfect. Actually, uh, I'm one of your hosts. My name is T. L. Foster. I am, of course, uh, joined by Jarrett Green. I think my, one of our cats is trying to sneak into the closet. Oh, mm. uh, mm. And Emmett Watkins Jr., <laughs> who's back this week. Hi, everybody. I no longer work there anymore. No, nah, I, I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, but yeah, me. I'm off today, so here I am. 
Here we go. Uh, yeah, we wanted to do we wanted to do one more um, before the year was out. We didn't want to leave you guys with the holidays without an episode where we talk shit on stuff. <laughs> Dunk on people. Um, and the year, like we started it messy. <laughs> yeah, always, always. Uh, I mean, look, every other podcast that you're listening to that is like tangentially around games, which like we kind of are, right? Um, they're going to give you like your end of the year. This is your best game of the year. Like, we're not doing that. Um, I will say PlayStation is a sh- sleeper. That's the only thing I'm going to say. But like, yeah, we're not going to do like some end of the year. We're going to be messy. I'll say about- play Kanan Lynch too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, game of the year 2022, Cadence 2. Play it's that, a good uh, game. People don't want to admit it. Play High on Life, which is the Cadence 2 of 2022. Yeah. <laughs> I the legit best, enjoy High on Life, though. I'll say that. The most played uh, Game Pass game this year? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, wow. to Microsoft? Yeah. It's like, it's one of those games where I was just like, I don't, I think this is not a great game. Like I was doing that boss fight, uh, like the first boss fight. I was like, oh, this is some PS2 era ass shit. But like Mm -hmm. everything else dressed around it, it's pretty fucking good. It's it's pretty funny. Like there's there's pretty funny, funny bits in that movie. And hell, they put Tammy and the T-Rex in the whole movie, in the whole game. So like fucking play that shit. That's fucking wild. Put TV I'll, I'll be, T-Rex a game. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> honest. I'm more than just a knifey racist. One of the best bars of the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so being messy, uh, let's let's start with the former CEO of Twitter. Is that is yeah, is like that, well, I, I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Elon Musk. Um, Elon Musk has been on some broke boy shit, like <laughs> from the jump. <laughs> When? Like, when is he <laughs> been- <laughs> No, just like his attitude, he's acting like a broke player right now. Like he's acting like we talked to like he's Buying like Twitter is a broke move. Let's just let's just yeah. be honest. Mm-hmm. Only um, broke people spend forty four billion dollars on shit. I think Andrew Tate says something like that, right? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I thought Andrew uh, Tate has ever held a billion dollars. Yes, I, yeah, I don't think he's even been close to one. But oh, I mean, he's not even close to it. He's got a lot of he's hanging out a lot of Saudi princes. But yeah, yeah that's fair. I mean, it's weird. I, I, I didn't I, know that. That's strange. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, he's a raging misogynist, and then like you get Saudi <laughs> I mean, like, princes. I, I, I want to go there. Yeah, yeah. I love that about it. Uh, but no, it, it's it's. It's very weird, like how he's been acting on Twitter and and everything, and uh, he just like we talked about it last week, where he got booed at the Chappelle show. Like no one likes his ass, so he just decided to post to be like, "What if I step down from Twitter? Would that make you guys happy? Would that make you guys?" I'm just like, "Yes." Man, I don't, like nothing, nothing you can do can make me happy outside of like coming <laughs> to my house. And giving me three million dollars and being like, "Will you shut up?" Because yo, I will shut up. I, I mean, look, I'm not married to the, to the idea where I need to talk about that dude ever. Right? Yeah, you want to you, you saw me an NDA and a check, and we can talk. Yeah, or uh, not talk, whatever. But we what can I talk. I cannot. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What I won't do <laughs> is be like the quartering's dumbass. And fucking be all up in Elon Musk ass. Let yeah, me let's let's chronicle this a little bit because yeah. so you know days removed from the Chappelle shit. Um, poor Elon's down on his luck a little bit. Um, 
his, the Tesla price continues to to sink. I think today it's at uh, was it like one hundred and thirty seven dollars, which I should compare to in January it was about four hundred dollars. So you do the math. Um, the highest it was before he bought Twitter was three ish hundred dollars. So um, that is three hundred percent loss this year. Um, Fun. So you know, there's that. the The second launch of Twitter Blue is not like killing it like he thought it was going to, mm. and he just keeps getting roasted. Uh, by several people, you can see that he is uh, aggressively pushing back on some of this. Like he's deleting posts, uh, trying to suppress the the many the many uh, reposts and retweets of the oh, videos. Yeah, sure. And then he gets into a spat with some, several journalists about, uh, well, two things: the Twitter files thing keeps happening. Like he yeah. sent, he initially sends. Uh, uh, I guess unclassified or declassified Twitter conversations and communications, inter- like internal communications, to particular journalists, so that they can kind of pull it out, pull it apart, and uh, and make their own assumptions about it on Twitter. These first wave of journalists was like Barry Weiss and uh, Mike Triboli, so like not exactly like. The, the the most independent of sources, people right. who have been have been shunned and scorned by the the corporate media, who have a, a, a kind of an axe to grind about the way modern media proceeds and it exists, would uh, definitely be the kind of people who then take this information and regurgitate it in a way that he believes would be uh, valuable to you know whatever dog whistles he's trying to blow at the time. Then a bunch of people kind of call him out on it. And he gets into spats with several journalists about um, specifically he gets uh, allegedly like stalked by like a weirdo at a Tesla who's like trying to like take pictures of him and his kids. Um, he then takes down the one um, Twitter account that was using avail- publicly available information from um like flight federal sources for the air tra- air traffic control the same yeah. the same information you can get for like private yachts and shit he had a uh, a twitter account for that just followed where elon musk's private planes were going he shuts that down journalists are like why would you do that it's not very free speech of you bro <laughs> that he like suspends like 30 of these accounts some of them very prominent journalists in places like cnn and um nbc and um vice uh 24 hours later to get back and then he's like, hmm, everyone's calling me a bad leader. Let me leave it up to the people like I've done with some other stupid policy decisions. And I'll put a Twitter poll out there. The only way that we could decide big decisions um, that simply asks, should he step down? 17 million voters later and 24 hours later, like 58 percent of the people are like, yes, get the fuck up well, out of here. <laughs> that's the second one, because remember the first one, it was like 87 percent. He was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah the first oh, one yeah. was like was like, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, maybe the time period was wrong for whatever the fuck. But he's like, yeah, we're going to try that again. And he right back his way into getting the fuck up out of here again. But that didn't stop, you know, certain people trying to like get. To try to like sit him down and like reason with him because like you can't do a drastic decision like don't be the leader of Twitter because who else is going to fight for free speech 
one of those valiant warriors being the quartering. <laughs> yes, um, warriors is strong. <laughs> uh, who I guess got like retweeted or like responded to once last week, and now he's now he's like Elon guy. He's like friends. Yeah. yeah, he's got the weirdest like zero to one hundred parasocial relationship with Elon Musk because he got liked, got a little like from a celebrity or whatever. Yeah, and and which super the- thirsty for him now. Yeah, which the quartering himself is a piece of shit. Um, who is uh, one of these like gamer gator guys? Like, kind of got like he's he's a right wing troll, um, for lack of a better term. For people who don't know who this guy is, um, who posts like this dude does like seven or eight videos a fucking day yelling yeah, about time dumb shit, man. <laughs> yelling about dumb shit is just like oh Daisy Ridley, blah blah blah. I'm like. Bro, like Desi, Daisy Ridley's years. partner does not talk. Think about Daisy Ridley as much as you do, man. <laughs> like shit. Like <clears throat> goddamn. Uh, but he's one of these guys where it's like, well, everything is woke and everything is bad, and da 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 da. Uh, Come from I mean, that same gamer gate, like the games are bad, the people are bad, to the mm-hmm. politics are bad pipeline that a lot of those people kind of went down. Yeah. yeah, it's it's and, really uh, funny. Just as a side note, I the mm-hmm. lore that I found out about this guy. Apparently, he was like a big like caster for Magic the Gathering cards. Yeah, stuff. He got yeah, because like, he's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> exactly, because he started falling down all this shit, and I was like, why the fuck was he? Why was he doing anything? <laughs> I thought he just popped off because he's horrible. No, he was. He had a. He was a person on the internet before all this shit. So I was like, well, what the I mean. Fuck? All these grifters have like a weird origin story, right? Like uh, Candace Owens, who you know also sucks shit. She started off like as a super, like super leftist, like oh, super no. leftist who yeah. like. <laughs> and like I like I the I, I had mentioned Gamergate because that was one of the, yeah. the one of the the moments where she had to like choose a side because yeah. she was getting kind of like she. Part of her like reawakening was when she was she became like the anti Zoe Quinn. She was like Zoe Quinn uh, and what's her name, the other one who oh, was like getting um, super harassed. Anita yeah, like, uh, At this point, they're yeah. making up the harassment just to kind of keep the narrative in the story, and like they're they're making themselves the center of all the of all the the vitriol way past the point when they were. Um, and then they're like, Candace, my dog." we don't need you anymore. And she was like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then that's basically how we got where we're at now. Yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah. just, it's, I, I, I find it very weird. Like, like you said, it, at the end of the day, it is like this weird parasocial relationship that these people put themselves in. Right. And like with the quartering with, you know, with Candace and like to a certain extent, like this is where like my, my issues with like Ninja kind of like goes into the same space. It's like, all these motherfuckers are just trying to like glom on to power, right? And it's just like, well, who's the cool kid now? But like, they are people who have like really heinous ideas. Like, again, the quartering, who's a piece of shit, has targeted people that I know, people that we know, you know, for yeah. dumb shit. Uh, meanwhile, this motherfucker pees pissed in his fucking uh, in his basement because he was upset his wife went to go get food without him. You know, like this is the guy. Like this is the Rogus Gallery that like that Grubhub doesn't exist. Have. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> and like he n- now is like, I'm gonna go behind. Like I'm gonna go behind Elon Musk, and I'm just gonna ride. And and uh, he, this is his thing when Elon Musk said he was gonna drop down. He's like, okay, Elon Musk, 
I sacrifice my most important notifications. YouTube only sends three a day to try to keep you at the helm of Twitter a little while longer. Maybe you're ready to move on, but the free speech movement still needs you. Like and retweet. What's the free speech movement? <laughs> The well, one that it, only existed when Elon started <laughs> running Twitter, obviously. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I've just never understood. Like the the free the free speech thing is, it's literally. I just don't want you to say, like, I don't want to say what's called. I don't want you to say anything mean to me. As soon as you're mean to me, you're bad, and like that's all it is. Well, it's. I think it's just more because I think. The, the first step in that process is like, yes, they don't want anything mean said to them, but they want to be able to say anything mean just in general, whether or not it's to a person or not, without any repercussions coming back to them. So it's really just like, it's not free speech. It's just, you just want to get away with saying bullshit. And there's been like this entire, like, I don't know, like a... There, there's been an attempt to sort of justify that this entire sort of paranoia that a particular sort of piece of the, the right has sort of cast Twitter as having, which is like a, a, a deliberate and sort of obsessive suppression of their talking points and their view at the service of the, of the progressive left. And that Twitter is like one of the central points of this because it's a, social media company, big tech, you know, liberal area, and everybody there is probably also liberal, which is, A, just a fundamental misunderstanding about how uh, Silicon Valley works um, because there's plenty of conservative libertarian, like, tech boys over there who probably also work with Twitter. But, and to to be fair, Twitter is one of the more progressive, um, so, like, tech companies, but even with revealing all these internal sort of conversations that, that revolved around big moves they made, like uh, getting Donald Trump off of Twitter and um, suppressing and also straight up banning other, you know, loud voices like baked Alaska or whatever off of Twitter. Um, all of those, there's been no evidence that any of this has been like, a conspiracy from like the government, the like the government's left to like make Twitter do this to like, I don't know, uh, influence elections or whatever. But that, but no one cares because like so long as it exists, it exists, and that's where guys like uh, like uh, the quartering sort of live in a place where if we can just say a thing, we can say twenty percent of a thing happened, and the the rest of it just happened. Right. So we're gonna say the twenty percent happened as loud as possible. So when the one guy who's facilitating all this, like, is like, maybe I don't want to do this anymore because I am being held to legal standards now that I didn't think I was going to happen. <laughs> I thought I could just buy this shit and be immune to anything. He, right? I don't even think I don't even know if he actually believes it, but he's going to pretend he does. He's going to tweet at Elon in the middle of the night and be like, "You put this po- you put this poll up at the wrong time. Like it's going to end at four a.m. <laughs> so no one's going. It's not even going to meet the, the enough people to like take a vote." Uh, and then he's going to, you know, plead to Elon. I'm going to definitely, I'm going to make a video about this. I'm going to sacrifice one of my videos. I can't talk about Daisy Ridley in this one <laughs> video. I'm going to talk about you instead. Uh, I'm going to demonetize it. I got to take a hit for you. Cause that's how much I love free speech. 
Uh, he's going to then tweet like throughout the day, the next day, like, bro, please like get me on the phone in three minutes. I'll convince you to do this, bro. I can be, I can run Twitter. Call like, me, call me, call me, please. <laughs> like it's like, it, I don't even, it, it seems so silly because I don't think it's very genuine. Right. Like a lot of these people aren't very genuine. You can just kind of look desperate if you don't care. Cause no one cares. The people who think it looks, the people who think you suck are going to think it sucks. The people who don't think you suck are going to think you're doing the right thing. Or at, least, or at least they're going to also persist in the kayfabe in what you're doing the right thing. Right. We're going to pretend you're going to, the people who dig this character you're doing are just going to dig the thing you've done. Like, because they're all got the brain, the same brain fucking rot anyway. So hmm. it's one of those things like when Ben Shapiro like tweets something cringe, you're like, he couldn't possibly have not known this wasn't cringe because how the fuck can you be in your thirties on the internet and not know this is like, the weirdest shit to ever say. <laughs> like, there's no way either. Like, I I have a hard time believing this is he, that he's doing this in a sincere way, but I think it doesn't matter because he knows that the image is all that matters. Like, the fact that he did it is all that matters to the people who will then be clicking on all the rest of his videos this week. Yeah, but. I mean, I I feel like this whole thing kind of popped off because Elon being the person who now first off, Elon is a person with power just because he's a person with money. I don't think anyone really looked at Elon as like this weird alt right adjacent figure until all this Twitter stuff started happening. It, it's once he gets on Twitter and once, you know, all these people hate him for messing with Twitter or for even wanting to buy it and him just being cringe outside of this thing, like with all the Tesla BS and oh I, oh it's indestructible. The Cybertruck and immediately break it. <laughs> yeah. like, I can't believe how how could this ever happen and doing it again. <laughs> it's like exactly. a dog ate it? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Like he he's always been kind of a little bit of a buffoon. Even, you know, people had that slight glimmer of hope before they knew who he really was when he was in Iron Man two or some shit. But like right after that it was like, oh, this man knows nothing. Um, yeah, they're like, yo, he, he's going to debut his robot concept. It's a dude in a robot suit. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did Lisa, Lisa Simpson call him? The smartest, the smartest inventor of our generation. Good like, God, uh, you gotta hold that L there, my my guys on the Simpsons. Like just, that is a, a hell, maybe just. He might not be the most brilliant inventor of our age, but he is the boldest person to pay for a personal advertisement on The Simpsons. <laughs> True. I'll say and that. And he's, he's the dumbest person to pay for a thing that was free. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I feel like it's just a weird thing because it's, it's the same thing that the quartering would do if any other right-wing chucklehead that is the popular topic of the day interacted with them. It's Oh, this person interacted with me. Oh, let me make a video about it. Let me get all these impressions. Let me act like I'm on the front lines of this quote unquote culture war. And it's like, number one, there's no war. Number two, I doubt Elon even has, I think the only reason he's even leaning towards and embracing this alt-right section of the internet, because they're the only people not shitting on him. <laughs> I think he's oh, literally 100%. that. Yellow. Like when he was yeah. in Iron Man 2, he was still the liberal sort of dude. Like he was still the progressive chance in in tech because he was making electric cars he was worrying he was focusing super heavy about sustainable shit when like the right didn't even want to agree that climate change was real like yeah (laughs) he was supposed to be that guy and then and really up until recently like really up until like a lot of things recently up until trump ran for president that fucked up a lot of things for a lot of people a lot of people who were lefties ended up not being because they never were turns out right Uh, 
it, it, that and like when you, when you make a bunch of shit and like none of it works, like someone's gonna call it eventually. When you like when you have a, have a when you have a business that drills holes and there's nothing in them holes and like nobody wants them, like eventually <laughs> someone's gonna be like, "Bro, what's going on with these holes?" Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the bury all the people that get hit by Tesla cars. So true. Yeah, that's, those, those are mass graves, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, like exactly. it, it's just I don't know. It's it's very weird. Uh, I. And we've said it before, and I don't want to harp on it because, like, I don't. <laughs> we talked about it with Call last last time. If I had Elon Musk money, no one would know who I am. Yeah, like, I, I feel oh, like man. that's a bigger flex. Yeah. It's just being like, oh, you seem like you have a lot of money. It's like I do, don't I? Don't ask questions. Like that's like, I don't know. That wanna, that seems way more interesting to me. I want to have so much money that I could disappear and not care. <laughs> <laughs> There's also like better ways to have a shit ton of money in publicly. Yeah. Like, true. People do it all the time. Like, you don't have to be this dude. Like, like I said, he didn't. Like, before he bought Twitter, he could have just been that guy. Like, yeah, he was like an objectively funny weirdo before he decided to be the boss of something that I had to interact with in any way. Well, he's still an objectively funny weirdo. It's just we're laughing at him more than with him. Right <laughs> now, point. I have to. Now, now he runs a company and. The, that he shit posts on the most, and I have to see it because he's hot, like prioritizing his posts. So oh, like, yeah, I can't get away from seeing it. Oh, I blocked him. I was just done. I'm done with <laughs> it. I was just like, nah, you don't have. To, I don't have to engage with you, man. And I'm not like, and and I think this is also because uh, I saw a conversation. Um, I was watching CNN, and uh, but Monty Jones was talking about like, hey, if it's if Twitter's gone, it's gone, and like. I have my feelings about Twitter. I think, like, being completely honest, without Twitter, I don't have any kind of, like, a foothold in any kind of space or whatever, right? Like, so I'm very thankful for Twitter. But also, yo, that shit's gone tomorrow. I'll be bummed. But it it's also fine, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm also okay with it if it's gone. Like, it, it it's really weird. And right now, like, we're asking a weirdo who is just, like, constantly, like, I'm going to delete spaces because journalists were mean to me. <laughs> it asked me a follow-up question. And, <laughs> and then I'm going to bring and it back. Direct quotes from me a couple days ago. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I tell, I tell people all the time, like when I used to work in an office, I'd be like, I don't do high school drama because I'm 36 years old. Like I don't, I don't need to go in. I don't need to deal with the oldest, <laughs> the oldest 17 year old on live journal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to deal with that. <laughs> Or just the worst redditor. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is this is very like forum mod situation right now. The forum mod meltdown is what's happening right now, and it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. You funny thought it was over that. with GeoCities, and it's not. Yeah, oh, it's it's really, what if they I, brought, I, Yeah. Oh, go ahead, David. Oh no, I I was just saying it's funny that you say the whole mod forum thing because literally this reminds me of when I did run a fa- or one of the mods on a Facebook group. It's like oh, there's the same level of discourse going on here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all. What were you yeah. saying? No, I well, one, uh, as someone who runs a mod- moderation for a Facebook group, I don't recommend it to anybody because niggas be weird, bro. Like mm-hmm. oh, for everyone sure. thinks everyone <laughs> thinks that you're out to get I legit had a group of people on that Facebook group um who swear like they, they went and they created their own adjacent facebook group which is not the official <laughs> podcast facebook group they called themselves literally the rebels which like okay <laughs> like it's like they swear like Ugh. one guy was like 
oh, I bet you TL is so upset that I'm I'm fucking <laughs> I'm saying these things and it pisses him off. I'm like, dog, I don't even think about you. <laughs> like, what are you fucking <laughs> talking about? But like, that's what these people have, right? They have that mentality of like, well, everyone's upset with me, and it's like. Like, real talk, I don't think, I literally don't think about Elon Musk unless he does something fucking stupid. And you're like, oh, he did something fucking stupid. Okay, what else is in the news? I don't wake, <laughs> I don't wake up thinking about, like, what's going on with Elon Musk today? And exactly. Like, I, I wish that everything I know about him is a force. People certainly do, though. Like, yeah. I, in my office, people are like, there are definitely some people who are like, they need to get the fucking Elon Musk ticker. Like, I need to know. Oh, no. <laughs> not a ticker. Uh, nah, because at that point, like, yes, I understand. It, how do I say this? I never had to worry about, I never had to worry about Elon or I never have to worry about the driver of the car until he's swerving off the fucking road. Basically. <laughs> right, right. And so now, like, I'm, I'm over here bumping on the edge all the time now. So I have to know what the fuck's going on now when it used to just be going straight and now it's fine. Um, but hopefully, I mean, shit, I'm on Hive. I don't give a shit. Like if yeah. all this burns down tomorrow, I feel like enough gains people are on Hive and enough people, will, if Twitter actually legit, finally, for real this time dies, enough people are going to be like, let me investigate this Hive shit. And then the chains are just going to bring everyone back to me in the yeah. end. Like, you know, so. uh, but 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 also Hive, fix your shit. I want to follow people. Like, I oh, legit yeah. can't fucking. <laughs> okay, so I literally opened it up now. It's easy to follow people. I'm doing that right now. But Hive, you definitely need to fix your shit. Because I was just like, I can't. I can't follow anyone. Like, I, I don't know what to do with this thing. Yeah. See, um, that's the so. complete opposite coin of Hive, where it's like Twitter, you know, even though there's not quite thousands of people working there right now, still hundreds of people probably working there, you know, and they have a big infrastructure to go along with it. Hive is Hive was two people up until about three weeks ago. And now yeah. it's three. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like it's it, they are really running this thing like a ragtag operation. And it's part of it's endearing because I, I remember someone made a poster there like when twitter breaks you're like what the fuck is this but when high breaks you're like oh you're doing great sweetie <laughs> so you know they're making it work and even now they they were down for two weeks and now they're finally back but you still can't do a lot of the basic features that they advertise on this app so i'm sure it'll grow to be something worthwhile but right now it is a less vitriolic place probably because i only see the people i care to see rather than the algorithmic feed and then the results of other people sharing things from that algorithmic feed. Um, so really, that's all I want. Just let me let me post something where I don't have to have a picture all the time. And then I'll be good. I'll be good. Maybe I'll go back to Tumblr. Actually, that's why I won't go back to Tumblr. But uh, <laughs> we'll figure things out. We got some time. I feel like a lot of people have attempted to go back to Tumblr and be like, no, nah, no, nah, never mind. No. Nah. Yeah. I looked at some of my old shit there and I'm like, damn, I used to post like dream recaps here. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> run far away it's, from that shit. Bro, it's like whenever Facebook is like, hey, here's what you said 10 years ago. Like, dog, nah. You can why leave I, that why there. You, hey, why did you tell me this? <laughs> yeah. me, why did I do that? <laughs> you can leave that. See, <laughs> now I'm not going to lie. Kind of missed that because Facebook fucked around and deleted my account because it got hacked and people did weird stuff on it. And then I came back to it and it was like, oh, you're banned. I'm like, great. Um, so. I can't, I don't miss the being reminded of the past. I miss having access to those people. Because now if my parents, mm. or not necessarily my parents because they're fucking upstairs. Um, but mm. 
if any any of my family members are like, oh, I wonder what's happening with my little nephew or my little cousin Emmett or whatever, it's like, oh, they got to fucking call me. They can't just like Google my name and see what the fuck's going on because none of them are on Twitter because that's before their time or after right. their time. Right. So, you know, now I'm like, oh, fuck. They're like, oh, is he still doing whatever? You can't just find that out now by going to my mom's page and seeing the relatives. So I, I will bubble. say the scary thing I have about uh, Facebook is I've been sharing like these clip it, uh, uh, clips that we've been doing of the show, which shout out to uh, Bruce Wayne Brady, uh, Anthony Abbott, who's been doing tremendous work with that. Uh, but now mm-hmm. it is my mom and my dad have been listening to the podcast and have notes. Oh. And I'm like, God, oh, no, 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 oh, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> absolutely not. I love my mom. My, mom's, also, my mom is really cool, but she's also my biggest hater, which is like, I feel like that is always something to keep in your back pocket. Like my mom will do everything for me, but she also be like, that shit was corny as fuck. We were like, God, really? <laughs> you can't ride for me for like what? Uh, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Twitter is bad. Um, we talked about this a little bit, um, but I, I kind of want to get more into it. It is because of an article that you shared, Jarrett. Um, the AI, this is AI movement for automatically generated shit has like now got to the point where literally the college essay might just be gone. Yeah. Thank fuck. There's a story <laughs> story by Stephen March in uh, The Atlantic, um, which I think is like a very interesting sort of slice of the entire issue, right? Because I know, especially on Twitter at the very least, but there's been a lot of talk about AI art, like Lenza and um, – mid journey and all these things that sort of create images based on prompts that you give it it's getting better and better and getting more and more specific that people are trying to like make art without having to draw anything mm. which i think in theory if 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 that was it if the sentence was just that and that was the entire truth of it i get it problem is um ai doesn't just do stuff you don't just right. tell it to do stuff and it does stuff ai has to learn how to do stuff and how it learns is to take things and then puts it in its brain and it uses that as a reference next time it does something else. So anything, any AI art you've, you have is the product of it taking a bunch of other shit and cutting pieces out of that and then turning it into a thing. So there is no, so when, when an artist says that having AI art is a direct sort of, at the very least, an affront against like the the pay for art sort of marketplace. They're not wrong because there's no way this art could have been made by this AI unless it was given prompts of other art that existed. If you Googled, I don't know, the color blue and then took every thing, every hit in the Google images and fed that into a an AI. Mm-hmm. Unless you credited all those people and paid all those people for the art that you found, like that's all theft. Yeah, uh, turns out. So yeah. even if they make something blue that seems unique, you couldn't have gotten there without taking a bunch of other shit. Um, there's a lot. This is that, that's the the most that's the easiest way to sort of find where there's a a direct conflict between AI produced labor and like people produced labor. 
when it comes to words, there's a whole different sort of uh, sets of issues kind of brewing with, with AI writing mm-hmm. where you can hire, you can get AI programs to write blogs, to write like uh, item descriptions. This is coming, this is becoming a bit of an existential thing for a lot of sort of low entry level sort of bloggers who write in very niche spaces like tech and like games, because a lot of the work you'll do first in tech and games is news articles or listicles or like um, any kind of, any kind of just like content for content's sake. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially when it comes to news, because a lot of news writing, especially at lower sites where you can't get a the budget or like the access to do any to get any first contacts or first reporting um, or follow ups is like literally taking a press release and kind of just rewriting it. Right. And AI can do that. Can do that almost probably just as good as you can do that. Turns out, or, or if it can't yet, it will soon. Which means there's a whole like floor of people whose first jobs in writing for these industries will be doing that that won't exist. So it's like, how do these people ever get? the experience to, to, to move up and do quote unquote bigger work. Who knows the people making these AI programs don't care. Right. It's up to the people whose job that was to care. Um, this is an interesting version of that because the, the way you learned how to write an essay in like middle school is like the pre is like such a, a very basic skills sort of like just functional way to write um, a persuasion, a, a persuasive sort of piece of writing, like the five paragraph essay, is like just mm-hmm. fo- just function with no form. Right. That a that they've already found programs that can write a plus, almost like college level, like simple essays to the point where it's like, could like you can you even trust? Can teachers? realistically in 10 years trust that they are getting a genuine product written by an actual student versus, you know, an AI reproducing the thing that was given prompts by a student. Um, and there's no way to like, it, it asked the question, how are teachers preparing for this? Like, is there like a training? Is there a set of training they have to start sort of incorporating in their education or in their like their secondary education or their ongoing education when they start teaching? Like, is there a way to get in front of this? Um, How do students feel about this as do they feel like they are doing work because they have to give a AI machine several prompts in a a certain way? You become a prompt engineer, not a writer. Like that becomes a new job. Um, It was kind of a fascinating little uh, look at how this doesn't just stop at, you know, clickbait on the internet. Right. And how it, it kind of changes or changes the way writing happens everywhere. Like, right. Not just for consumption in a, in a Google turnout, but like at, at the educational level. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's the stuff at the educational level that is kind of like, it's the first thing they talk about, but it's also the, like the thing I think most about when it comes to this stuff, because while staying away from like the implications for actual like real world jobs, I remember back when I was in college, I 
I, I always liked writing. Like even in my grade school, I enjoyed writing. I enjoyed putting my ideas down in the paper. I enjoyed getting to like explain my thoughts. But in high school, I had so many just straight up template. Just say the thing that you just say the thing that needs to be said rather than what you feel or what you think. And I had so many of those types of papers where it got boring. It got monotonous doing that. And I feel like something like this, where if AI generated papers become a thing in a somewhat mainstream way, then I think that's going to force a lot of these teachers to focus less on did they hit the basics of an essay and do you enjoy or not even do you enjoy the essay is what are are the words that they're using is what they're saying engaging rather than, oh, is this sentence in the correct spot? Did you give me three examples? Blah, 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 blah. Um, that's going to make it way harder to grade because as someone, you know, my dad's been a teacher for what longer than I've been alive, pretty much. Um, he, you know, grading is rough, I, and especially for essays where you have to read the whole thing. You have to come to a consensus. I've definitely had papers written where I write a good paper. I feel confident in what I'm saying. I still don't get a great grade because I didn't put this formal thing here or I didn't do some formatting thing. Right. And I think that's just going to force people to think, all right, I can't judge the formatting because the formatting a computer could do that. What can the human do? <laughs> and I think that's what's going to be really difficult. In the same way where with the AI art conversation when it comes to visual art, like, yeah, you, a, 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 an AI can make a fairly cool looking image, but are the lips fucked up? Are they are the fingers? <laughs> how many fingers they got? They got seventeen or three? Like it's yeah. and it's like what level of acceptance things. are we going to like allow because it's because of the ease of it? Like will we mm-hmm. will we be all right? Will we just start liking the fact that these that all of our fingers, all of our hands have seven fingers because yeah. it it took ten minutes to do instead of having to pay someone you know hundred bucks to do it or whatever? Yeah, I I I'll yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say. I will say like I. I think it is, like I think it will also harm like the like the actual like the formation of like the next writers because like you said, Emmett, a lot of that repetition of writing is how you're able to develop your voice, right? Like it is working within those parameters and then taking that and then figuring out. Okay, I'm writing this A B R A B essay style, right? But Finding it how finding how I can speak like myself in that style, how can I do that accurately and then you know make it flow where in these straight parameters while still being me. And as soon as you get rid of like that repetition of like trying to figure out how to do that, you're going to end up like you said, you're gonna end up with papers that are gonna be all the same. And then when you ask when you ask students like, hey, write this in class, you have to handwrite this. You're going to just see people mm. who are going to just go by like this very strict formula who haven't learned how to then mold that <coughs> being themselves, right? And I, and I do think like the thing with like the games, as, as you brought up earlier, Jared, like the games industry itself, like the biggest joke is like this is a hard job. It is a time-consuming job. It's not a hard job. Like I would even say like in the review space, like a lot of times where you see like a lot of places when they go with their reviews, it is still kind of like a bit formulaic. So you could see like realistically someone doing like an AI bot that could kind of give you like this is a seven blah. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're not making it as personal, right? Like if Mm -hmm. I'm – Ubisoft, 
and I'm, I'm talking about I want to I want to make like an in-house review of um of like Assassin's Creed Eight more Assassins War Creed right and then you're just <laughs> like putting you're you're just throwing it through an AI bot and you're throwing it out there and it's like you know you're going to get the people who are just like oh I'm not really I'm like paying attention where's my number boom okay this is what the game is right and like I think like as you as we get away from people having that area that barrier of entry to kind of learn how to get their voices we are going to get to the point where like then our reviews even like again looking very selfishly at our spot like our reviews <clears throat> being possible what is the point of a feature what is the point of anything when people don't have their own voice right like mm-hmm. and when we when we kind of like legislate all that out for like a quick buck and that's all this really is like the ai tools like it's just a quick buck where somebody's doing like hey here's something where we can steal stuff and it's fine like all like the ai art is like 30 bucks and then you can make your fucking weird anime person on tiktok that no one like yeah really cares about <laughs> just like i'm like okay dude like i uh i tweeted out my buddy uh greg Mello is a tremendous artist like he drew me as hot like as hog cog fury that's like y'all ar can't make you hog cog fury like i am you know um <laughs> but when, when you think about it it's like it, it just feels very weird because this space where we're like where we're doing all this stuff we're we're asking for the human element right this is why like a podcast doesn't have to be strictly all npr shows or all kind of funny not shitting on kind of funny but you know what i'm saying like not How every show has to fine. be that <laughs> not every show has to be you these, said that like, looking straight at that pillow in the background yes dead <laughs> so, ass fuck you greg uh, um, the pillow and i also got like the poster of everyone at the new studio <laughs> like two days ago uh, oh, but boy. it but like once you start finding these and co-opting these styles, we've lost all individuality. And then at that point, then what is essentially art, whether it be written or actually drawn, right? And that's like I said, and that does go back to the school writing. That does go back to any kind of practice because at the end of the day, if I could just say, hey, here's a computer, do it, then what is the point of any of it, right? Mm-hmm. I think, like I you said, this. Yeah. I, th- I feel like nakedly, the the entire point of this is just to remove the labor aspect of writing or to drawing, so that we can just jump over yet another barrier between the capital and like straight up just the money, right? <clears throat> like the like, there's no way. I'm sure it's already happening. There's there's been a bit of a grift that's been happening for a little while now for like audiobooks where people yeah. will write like self-help books they'll they'll have a concept that they'll outline they'll they'll outsource the concepts to a ghostwriter or like a ghostwriting company they'll get someone to write twenty thousand words or whatever long enough for for a legit size book um and then they'll have somebody narrate that for as cheap as possible and then they'll sell this on like uh, audible for whatever amount of money. And they do this by like looking at the trends and finding a trend that they're going to write about. These people aren't experts in writing about it. Right. They aren't, but they, they take the, the least personal way of writing and, and, and editing and, and narrating and selling a book in order to sort of then reinforce their other pyramid scheme of like being a self-help guru or whatever the fuck, like this cuts out the entire middle of that. They just get an AI to write a fucking book. Um, they might do their own editing or pay some other editor to make sure it actually makes sense. 
and then they just go straight to the a to the uh to the narrator who they haven't found like automated voices that's that that don't you know <laughs> die like in the in the, in, in the uncanny valley yet but i feel like that's probably coming oh um, yeah it's for but sure that's coming. the last person to remove before it's just you shitting out books you don't read about things you don't know about just to make some money <laughs> like this is exactly what this is like this is what Bu- buzzfeed would have done this 10 years ago if they could have like instead of having a <laughs> oh, bunch of yeah. slaves and like the fucking content mills making uh whatever the fuck articles full of emojis and gifts and uh what are the what little vampire uh, surveys you? or whatever like they would just have ais pumping out nonsense just to, to jump into your brain i will say though I mean, I would like, we need an AI scandal like the Try Guys. Like, that's the thing. AI can't replicate <laughs> someone. What AI is going to cheat on their AI wife first? <laughs> yeah. What, what AI is going to be like, I'm a, I'm a wife guy, but also I'm going to hook up with who is one of my one of my employees. Like, we I'm sure that was like the cutting room floor of Medicare Solid 4 is like the Lavi Lule Lo. AIs in the fucking bunker. George Washington's been cheating on his wife the whole time. Oh, I think wait. there's I think there's an error in the AI. Uh, that's Wi-Fi, not Wife Guy. We gotta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I wanna. We got to talk about something very serious, but I want to talk about something not serious. But I literally just came on mind. I just remembered it. Did you guys see? Did you guys see the trailer mm. for Milf Manor? Yes, I I did not watch the whole trailer. Which is I a know what rock you're come about. to life. Um, uh, I, so Milf, <laughs> that is a thing. Which apparently is the second one of these shows because apparently Tay Diggs is doing a show currently, which is basically Stella got her group back. We're getting two Milf Manners at the same time. At the same damn time, but uh, Emmett, because you did not watch it all the way through, it Please. seems like. That the 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 bit on Milf Manor is that it is the moms and their sons. No, like their sons are which, that's freighted up. Which that <laughs> seems like an AI construct. That seems like the AI bots were like, I mean, people on Pornhub love, love moms and sons for some yeah. reason. How close oh, can no. we get to this before it's illegal? Yeah, <laughs> like it's on we, the learning channel. <laughs> oh, they don't learn today. Yeah, that guy, that guy took over <laughs> Discovery. They bought, they bought TNT, and they were like, "Yeah, we're just going all the way fucking in." Y'all want mess? We got you. We're going to slap you imagine, all the way up. Imagine the pitch meeting. They're like, you know, you know what the kids like nowadays. And the next slide is just Mother Miranda from Resident Evil Eight. <laughs> You're like, what if we had an island what of this? <laughs> oh my god, it's just You're like, not wrong. I might watch. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I'm tapped in for at least the first episode. I am. I will watch the first episode because I need to see what that twist is. Yeah. And I'm probably going to watch the first full. Look, I've watched episodes <laughs> ah, of 90 Day Fiance, so I, I, I've I've seen worse television. I've this seen is like worse the television. worst version of that Kanye story where he was in, um, he was at Adidas headquarters making people like watch milf porn. <laughs> what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> to get, That's to right. get like inspired or whatever the fuck, because he be, he could go drive around the city with like porn on in his Tesla or whatever the fuck. Oh, who's weirdo, okay? Dude. It's not even that. I, the sentence I was about to say is who gets inspired by MILF porn? But Kanye it's <laughs> the learning channel. <laughs> true, true. But it's more so like 
you're getting inspired to make a deal with Adidas? <laughs> like, what, the, why are no, they it's talking? Like, well, they're doing creative, whatever the fuck, and he's got to like, I don't know, disrupt the the yeah. little work group or whatever. So he's like in the Zoom meeting, like sharing his laptop screen that's just had porn on for eighteen hours straight. That was in the <laughs> background, but now is in the foreground. <laughs> that's and he's like, like, I know this is making you uncomfortable, but I need you to like. See this. He's well, just, all Jesus I'm saying, you gotta watch now. this. You gotta watch this porn right now. That's all I'm saying. Oh, oh god, man. maybe not in stores. Maybe don't listen to that because of other more recent Kanye things. Also, yeah. I will say, I kind of wish they made this milk show in like 2006 or something, so I could just get the episode for free because they always did that with random right. TLC shows on PlayStation. So it I seems like a 2006 game. concept. Yeah, yeah, right. You think like this is said, something it, that should have happened already? They said this is literally 30 Rock. This is literally th- the 30 Rock Milf Island. Well, in, 30, yeah, Milf Island was a 30 Rock beer, right? Mm-hmm. Milf Island. Only, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which that one, the concept was <laughs> the, they were all like 16-year-old, 15-year-old kids, which <laughs> oh, that's – oh, yeah, that that's what makes it a bit, not a real thing. Um, yeah. I don't know why they didn't just put this in a mansion and call it Mommy Manor. That's yeah. that's going to be the in between seasons, like when they yeah. spin off. Ah, uh, all right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, American Ninja Warrior, Ninja Warrior. Yeah, I get right, you. right, 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 right. <laughs> My thing is, has has Jennifer Coolidge got the bag yet for like all this fucking mommy shit? All right, this uh, milf, this milf shit. She's literally the milf. She is the milf. I feel like she's had a. Okay, yeah, I know you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like she's had a. Uh, a res- I want to say resurgence, but I don't actually know. Like, I feel like yeah. I've seen her around more, but I don't know if she's actually doing anything. Yeah, White I Lotus. Like- she's in White Lotus and yeah, everyone loves her there. I-, I feel like she should. I think she should. She should never have to work a day in her life with like how much people <laughs> have co-opted the word milk. She should just be done forever. Yeah, she is the prototypical. She's the template. I mean, hey, I got I got so much respect to her from Legally Blonde that like she's she's a G in my book forever. She at least deserves like an MTV Lifetime Achievement Award or something. (laughs) At least. Give her an honorary Oscar. Shit, what else y'all gonna do? You're gonna give give it to... Jackie Chan has one. So you're gonna give it to James Cameron for his fucking 90-hour fucking (laughs) blue movie? Like, no, give it to Jennifer Coolidge. You know what? I will talk all the shit on Avatar forever, but literally my family's making plans to see that Christmas Eve, so I'm I'm gonna be there. I, I've heard it's really bad, so I'm going to watch. I don't know if it's really bad. It might just I've be like good. fucking. I who could say? <laughs> um, I guess. Say, right? Yeah, it's just so meme- that, like, it's easily I, memeable is all. One of my friends is wants to see it, and I might see it with them. I don't know that I'm gonna care at all when I walk out. Of that I, movie. I, dude, I, can't. I don't care walking into the movie. Yeah. I can't imagine feeling differently when I, when I leave that movie, but. I, I want to see that kid who looks like Jungle Boy in the movie. That's yeah. honestly. They got the white see. kid. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> the white kid with the dreads? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He looks like Whose man's is this? He looks like the wrestler Jungle Boy's like, how'd you get here? How did you get here? Um, but speaking of bad movies, um, Black Adam, still haven't seen it yet. Um, it's on HBO Max. I was tempted HBO. today and I didn't because <laughs> my, I'm smart. My my friend, my friend who likes a lot of movies was just like, this shit's boring as fuck. I was like, that's all I need to hear. You know what? I will actually be the one person who has seen Black Adam, but I've only seen 47 seconds of it when we walked into a hookah bar and it was playing on all the screens for some reason. 
<laughs> and then they uh, immediately turned it off when they saw us and just played rap music because they're like, oh. They're like, yeah, you don't need this. <laughs> they're exactly. like, oh, black people. Rap yeah. Music. And then they, they turned on the football game too. And I'm like, all right, well, if only I cared about both of these things. Uh, <laughs> yes. The Negroes uh, are here. We can't watch Black Adam. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Literally the, the show with the black in the name. Yeah, we got to turn that off. <laughs> Sorry, the black dude. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, yeah, speaking of the black dude, The Rock, The Rock frustrates me as a fan of wrestling, as a fan of black people, as honestly a fan of The Rock. The Rock has this weird proclivity, and this has been a problem since like he's been in wrestling, right? And I think it was like one of the things that really turned me off against The Rock in the early 2000s when he would like talk shit about John Cena for like because John Cena would be like, hey, he doesn't fuck with us anymore, and he'd be like. Well, John Cena's a piece of shit. <laughs> and it's like, well, he's right. You don't fuck with us until all of a sudden you want to because Hollywood was like, no. And then you got your second bite of the apple. Um, but The Rock has like this weird proclivity of like, I have to be too cool for everything, right? And I don't get where that's coming from. And it's making everything fucking worse. Like the fact that my man said, I'm only doing Black Adam if. I get to fight Superman. It's like, dog, Black Adams, Black Adams, like, he is the rogue for Shazam. There's right. already a hero. That's like the Joker being like, mm, I want to fight Green Lantern. Like, no, dude, you got you got your bad guy. Like, what are you doing? And he already has a movie. Like, we yes. can just do this. Like, exactly. Um, Multiple but movies. It's, it's funny because it's not even just that. It's like he's been spending a very long time trying to make this movie. Like, he's been yeah. trying to make this movie since Iron Man 1. He's like he mm-hmm. saw himself as Black Adam in 2008 or whatever, and it was like I need to make this movie happen. And everybody up until you know five or six years ago was like, no, because who fucking cares about Black Adam? Right. And he was like, I fucking do. But they had the script going and going and going, and finally they got one greenlit because the Snyderverse was like trying to kick and. That was gotta going somewhere that no one knew yet, and then they made a lot of money, but nobody liked any of these movies. And they're like, "Well, we gotta try something to revive this." So maybe The Rock, who has been like the highest paid actor in the past three years, yeah, blockbuster, blockbuster, he was gonna run for president. <laughs> Motherfuckers love this man. Maybe they'll love. Maybe they love him enough, and he will just will this to happen with a force of will. He will take his trap muscles and put the whole team on his back. And wrong, wrong. Yeah. because sometimes you just are bad at this and you yeah. shouldn't be allowed to make these decisions. I mean, he's good in some movies. Why did I get married too? He was good in. <laughs> I think there are there are absolutely roles for The Rock, right? Like even starring roles in things that aren't good but still make sense for The Rock. Like there was a Netflix movie with um, Gal Gadot and some somebody else, Ryan Reynolds, oh, maybe Red Notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. yeah, yeah. I don't like that movie. That movie I think is pretty bad. But guess what? That's the perfect rock role. Yeah. It even has like a twist. Though it's like a very not the rock twist in that movie that I thought sucked. But guess what? It made sense. It's fine. And the Here. rock can make four more of those. It'd be fine. Well, he's also, uh, he's going to get short, uh, not get, sh- not get shorty. The get shorty sequel. Uh, or whatever. The, or, um, oh, yeah. But uh, I, was, I was thinking about uh, get mm. smart. Right. He's yeah, going to get smart. smart. 
That's yes. And th- there was a there was a portion early in The Rock's career where he was like doing genuinely good shit. Yeah. Like he oh, had a really uh, good bit part in that movie. Um, Will Ferrell in uh, Mark Wahlberg movie as well. Oh, the he other guys. His the Sam other guys. Yeah, with yeah. him and Sam Jackson are you know, yeah. like the super cops. Yeah, yeah. love that. Perfect. But like. Uh, he fights a fucking earthquake in a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is he the worst? What of like because I don't count Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is such a different thing and is actually was the worst. Like Fifteen years before that, yeah, and yeah, all the Hogan's roles are worse. <laughs> yeah. All of them, um, but except maybe Thunderlips because he's in him for five minutes. Yeah, is that? Uh, but when I'm thinking of like contemporary, right? Like Stone Cold, Heaters, The Condemned, fucking badass movie. Uh, the Condemned, I, which is just Battle Royale <laughs> with uh, prisoners. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I don't like that he plays a racist in I mean, uh, but also, Yard. But Stone Cold looks like a racist. Yeah, so. yeah he does. Yeah. Um, like, I, but I've he, seen men like that in Georgia. He's like, certainly though, not, but he definitely looks like one. Yeah, definitely yes. looks like, like Yes, he is He is very, very vocally, no, I'm not, but can't play that. Um, right. But good in movies. John Cena, tremendous in movies. Like, Amen. Yeah. So Especially good. now, he started like he he got that one bit in um, that Tina Fey movie, and he's everyone found oh. out he's very funny and funny yeah. R rated shit, and that's just kind yeah. of been his way for a while. Right, I still need to watch Blockers. I only oh, want to watch yeah, it because he's movie's, in it. That movie's really good. It's yeah. good. It's a good movie. Um, Batista. Every Ooh. fucking director wants to work with this guy. <laughs> like, amen. Like he's an actor. Yeah, Who knew? he is mm-hmm. the actor. He's uh, a the thespian. Miz. <laughs> the Miz is yeah. in seven Marine movies. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> is the has the Miz been? Uh, what was the guy from Mortal Kombat? Everyone wants the Miz to play. Has no, he been uh, that Johnny Cage? Cage. He really wanted yeah. to be Johnny Cage. I I want that for him because he kind of is. Yeah, I want that. Mm-hmm. I think he would be a perfect Johnny Cage. Honestly, I just think that. Well, and I think the difference between all these guys, even with Batista, right? They never take themselves too seriously. And that's the thing, like, with wrestling, like, it's also the reason why, like, the other bad wrestling actor is Phil Brooks. Uh, Because it turns out when you take yourself way too seriously and you can't ever look like the fool, you you can't really, like, portray, like, a vulnerable character or a character, like, that is fun to watch on screen. Like, it's the reason why, like, Sylvester Stallone doesn't – not Sylvester Stallone, but – um. Uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, runs weird. Uh, piece of shit. Uh, Whoa. Okay, uh, these are the weirdest Anderson things. Silva. Um, uh, um, um, none Steven of these Seagal. are great. Steven Seagal. There we go. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I would never would have gotten that in my life. Uh, runs but, weird. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but, but Steven Seagal is the same guy, right? Like these guys were like, oh well, my character can't do that because I can't look cool. And like, and at the end of the day, like you, you're, you're like all your movies suck because like, I'm not expecting your character to do anything bad. Like, honestly, if black if Black Adam fought Superman, do you think The Rock is going to let Superman whoop his ass? It's the oh, it's no. the fucking no. it's the problem why he was in the Fast and Furious movies. Like, he can't look like a fool in those movies. There's only one person who can always be cool. And that's Vin Diesel. That sorry. He's the other well, one. That's the part about those movies. And I think I was talking about this with somebody else recently that like the, th- those three men all have contract, all have writers in their contract, where they can't lose on, on film. Yeah. Which is why all three of those, none of those men beat each other in those movies. <laughs> <laughs> they're like the, the three, like they're like the triad of like antagonists against each other. And none of them can lose. Like, 
there's always they they take this sort of backstage politicky wrestling thing to movies, and it's like none of these characters. And I think there's a there's a there's a, there's definitely a market for like this actor just kills everyone in these movies. Like that's right. what we come to see this guy do, which is fine, I guess. But like you've pigeonholed yourself here, so. You have to then play – you have to then turn that into something more palatable when you start to branch out of those things. Like you're not doing like a car chase movie anymore. You're doing like – you've entered the the super, the modern superhero movie sort of world where it's everything's all jokes basically and, and all the men are like – they're either super, super intense like – mega heroes or they're like affable sort of losers that kind of get it together in the end. Right. Like, and Black Adam is neither of these people. Yeah. Um, in fact, that's why he's an antagonist is because he kind of can't be like he's Black Adam. The character takes himself too seriously. So you can't be, you can't put the, you can't put that man in the beginning and as the center of the, of a movie and follow him around for an hour and a half and expect to have a good time. Like, I don't think I would want to play a game as Sephiroth because I don't give a fuck with <laughs> oh Sephiroth. Like, and he's not doing anything interesting. Left, he's just run. fucking staring at Cloud from like from like a little pocket of reality. Like that's a shitty move. He's like, hey, I'm stuck in a meeting. <laughs> Come get me. <laughs> you wanna fight me? I'm gonna send my mom at you a little bit. <laughs> Come fight me. <laughs> like sometimes like villains aren't supposed like vill- villains are, are allowed to not be very deep because they're not supposed like you can then yeah. write deep around them. And lots yeah. of villains end up being very sort of nuanced and deep. And then the hero ends up being this one note dude, but you can't, the rock doesn't have the juice to like turn that formula on its head. Clearly. Yeah. Uh, I- he has no, he's demonstrated no ability to do that outside of like a wrestling ring and to give him like a $300 million movie and be like, try it anyway. It seems like a fucking mistake on everybody's part. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, and I'm, I'm really glad James, I'm really glad James got to just like, I'm firing all you guys with the people I like, yeah, which is like, <laughs> which is like, that's definitely a move. Like, that. My thing is like, were people surprised? Like the dude literally made another suicide, a suicide squad movie called it. The suicide squad is like, all these people get them the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to acknowledge the other one happened, but we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I, I am very surprised because he is very much like he wants to bring Jason Momoa back. Like he's going to be Lobo, right? Like that's the whole thing. And I feel ah, like that Jason, works. I feel I feel like Jason Momoa, uh, and that's the thing. It's like I feel like he would be okay enough to make fun of himself and be the wrestler guy. But that would have been a perfect role for The Rock or Roman Reigns, who I want to see in movies. Roman, I want mm, you to do movies. I like, don't think he's ready yet, but I think I think as soon as the titles get off him, that's the, the first place he's going. Oh yeah, the Rock's well, I mean, gonna sit him in a production meeting. He's gonna be in some fucking movies. I mean, look at Mercedes, right? Like, that's the thing now, right? It's like all these wrestlers are like, we're gonna do movies now. Like, yeah, you know, I can get paid just as much or more not taking any bumps. Interesting. Yeah, or, <laughs> Disney's just or, gonna throw me money for a non-speaking role in this very popular TV series. Can't wait. Yeah, bingo, you want to fire me because I started OnlyFans? Okay, cool. I'll make. Yeah, I'm going to make I'll half make a mil in a day. Eat in my a dick. day, <laughs> because you want to fire me. Uh, uh, you know, That's I don't know. Works. It's it's very weird. Like I, I The Rock is a, a very weird dude, and I just I don't know what he's I, compensating for. But I don't like. I don't dislike The Rock. I think The Rock is. I think The Rock has a value here. Mm-hmm. Valuable. He's Certainly. a valuable person to inter- entertainment and to me specifically. 
but he's also a giant clown and need to take this L and I, yeah. I need him. And there's no way he's going to notes at this L away. Like no, this no, movie might all. break even maybe, and they're getting you to fuck out of here. So, well, it's, it's one thing to make a movie that people don't like. It's another thing to like, obfuscate the details of that to make it seem like a massive success that everyone loves and to all just constantly every time there's a tweet about it like at IGN oh yeah don't worry about us we're trying to start a franchise we're, we're working on it it's like you don't need to sit there and like yeah, undermine this like the same people didn't really like the other movies but like it's not like he did something so well previously that he didn't do here it's like he was playing he was in a different space that everyone was willing to let him play in. And now he's crossed over into this other thing. And they're like, no, this, this isn't it. Like he wasn't chasing them down. Like I'm sure, I don't know what I Jane gave his, that one movie where the driver movie or whatever the fuck the driver video movie? game thing he was in. Oh, um, Jumanji. Uh, <laughs> no. no, that was a different, no, there's a movie where he plays. I don't know if it is actually spy like, Hunter from the driver. Maybe spy hunter. Yes. Yeah. Spy hunter. I don't yeah, know shit. what I Jane gave spy hunter. But he wasn't running down IGN for giving them that score. I doubt IGN gave that score gave Spy Hunter a very high score. Yeah. Um, but it's like he so needed this movie to be better, and it was just fine at best, and he just can't take it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Sorry, bro, but you don't get the you can't you don't have enough muscles to make this to, <laughs> to undo this. Look, John Cena showed his full ass on HBO Max for free. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing that, I don't know what the fuck you want, man. Like John Cena was just like, "Oh, you want me to go?" Like that was the thing about watching Peacemaker. <laughs> He's like fucking that chick, and I was just like, "Oh, John Cena was just like, I'm just putting the cheeks out there." Like, okay, John Cena is okay with making fun of himself. I, like I said, I, I think mm-hmm. there is something about like when you take yourself way too seriously. I think it it ruins everything. And but, but I think also- every action star even had like a had a moment where they didn't. Right, like, yeah. Even like this, like the Stallones. I mean, Stallone directed a lot of the movies he was in, and like wrote himself as a character who could be vulnerable. Like Rocky, yeah. for yeah. All, for what we see for Rocky in like commercials or whatever, is supposed to be sort of a vulnerable kind of like a slubby character that has to kind of rise to the occasion every time. Yeah, um, and even Rambo one Schwarzenegger was very- had a. Yeah, the first Rambo was like, I am PTSD out of my fucking mind. Like, <laughs> Just I leave me alone. Like, right. I, am, I am very vulnerable. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger was like, oh, in the 90s, I'm just going to do fucking kids movie. I'm going to do kindergarten Yeah, he's cop, like, I'm, I'm Commando, way. I'm the Terminator twice, and now I'm kindergarten cop. Like, he, well, like, like, he right. kind of gets it, or at least he got he understood like he was private motivated too but like he also understood yeah. that like you can't be you can only be one thing for so long before you before it doesn't work anymore yeah I, and i think the did. rocks find out that he, it's not working anymore and he's gonna find it the hard way i guess yeah yeah arnold did jingle all the way a movie that could have scarred any fucking body it did it <laughs> yeah. didn't even start arnold schwarzenegger no. he was like here's the thing you could that movie is defined by the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the main character. Like that could have been Tom Arnold or some shit, but like that is iconic <laughs> yes. because it's the fucking Terminator and Sinbad. <laughs> like it's 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 iconic for that reason. I will say though, side note, um, the earlier joke I made about why did I get married too. Do we all remember that he was a cameo at the end of that movie for some weird reason? I mm-hmm. I'd never seen that movie. Okay, well, I don't blame you for not seeing that movie, but yeah, like literally, long story short, uh, fuck, what's her name? Who's the girl, Michael Jackson's sister? Janet Janet Jackson. Jackson? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Janet Jackson's character, like... (laughs) Latoya Jackson. 
<laughs> Latoya, got it. Uh, but no, like her character is like all alone at the end of the movie, and she's like, "Oh, I don't know, who I'm gonna date," and then she like runs into the rocket at the very end of the movie, and it's like a big tease for the third one, and it's like, in hindsight, it's like, what was the, what conversations had to happen for the Rock and Tyler Perry to be interacting? Like, I don't know. What is the fact- probably probably ballers related, right? Because yeah. we had that HBO show for a while. Oh right? fuck yeah, yeah that the might fact be it. That- yeah. The fact that we didn't get Medea goes to WrestleMania, like Tyler Perry, that, <laughs> that's buddies right there. Like you can have Medea going up, bring back Shelton Benjamin's mom. And it's just uh, Medea. Yes. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, in that universe, wrote. we didn't get Alex Cross. We got that instead. And I would have yes. wished we were in that universe. Yes. Uh, wow. You remember when Tyler Perry tried to cross over? Yeah, he was like, I'm going to be an action star now. I'm, yeah, I'm getting out this dress. We're doing Tom Clancy shit. <laughs> that dude was in the Star, Star Trek movie. Like the dude yeah, was, what the fuck? He's, he's a huge Star Trek fan. There's, there's an article to be had. Some some enterprising writer. An article to be had about like uh, black people's love for Star Trek. Because like that's not an instant. Like, my, my, my little sister's middle name is Nichelle. Like that's not a coincidence. Like Michelle Nichols, Gee, like, that's not a, that's not a coincidence. So, uh, but yeah, that's this show. Uh, we do thank you guys so much. Uh, it's been a really fun year of doing this show. Um, I do want to take some time to be really sappy and shitty or whatever. But uh, thank <laughs> Emmett and Jarrett who absolutely didn't have to do this show. Uh, I just reached out to them and was like, hey. So I just off doing stuff. Do you want to you want to do a little small podcast? And they were like, yeah. And then it kind of like ballooned into the thing that it is now. Um, it's one of my favorite things I've done this year. And one of the things I'm very I feel very accomplished about. And I couldn't do it without these two. Um, I someone someone reached out to me after listening like to a couple of podcasts. They're like, dude, this is really good. And it's like, yeah, man, I'm having so much fun doing this show and it's legitimately one of the things that i am extremely thankful for so um thank you all for listening uh and thank you too for um listening to me when i dm y'all and was like hey let's do a let's do a, a shitty internet show or just messy let's do our twitter our twitter our, our our twitter dms put out a radio show for people to listen to so i, I do want to thank you guys so much for that oh yeah so long, well, is this as long as the long game is Freak Nick Two. Freak Nick Two. I'm here. I'm for the Freak ride. Freak Nick Two. We got yeah. it first. We got to do packs. We got to do live shows. Yeah. Then we got Freak Nick Two. So I should probably like apply to packs, huh? Yeah, we should. Is the, I don't think the panel is the panel stuff open yet. I don't think it's. Open I don't yet. think so. I don't. Yeah, think so. that's what I, I'm. I'm waiting for that. Um. So yeah, if you're, I will be going to Pax East regardless if we get a panel or not. And if we, if I go to Pax East, I will do a a meetup. That is me guaranteeing that I will do a meetup, even if it's just like three niggas and we just outside. (laughs) 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 Like, we're going to do something. But um, yeah, um, I've been thankful for all the outreach and everything for people who've listened uh, and decided to to, uh, spin with us. So, I'll say this also. Thank you for hitting us up as well. Because like, I'm the type of person who's like, I I will go where the wind carries me and you are the gust of wind that put me in a very good show in a good position. And I'm I'm happy to see what you've done with the place, even though I've been in the place the entire time. (laughs) So, you know, thank you for hitting me up. I feel like I'm being taken along for the ride more than you are, you know, asking us for a favor. So, you know, it's all mutual is what I'm trying to say. So thank you for that. And yeah, if I can... I, I want to be at PAX as well, panel or not. I want to be at PAX as well. 
But Lord have mercy, every single person in my life suddenly wants to travel the country within the same month. So <laughs> we're going to see if PAX is one of those things because I'm going to have to cut somebody off. But I'll let you know. I got a couple months to figure that shit out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're going to the end for a plug. So uh, Emmett, anything that you would like to plug? Uh, shit, couple things this week. Um, we're doing so VGU.tv. That's the website I write for. That's the Players Club podcast that goes up over there uh, every week. And I say that with hesitation because it was a little late this week, but we got it out. It's fine. Um, and we got that going. Uh, the last episode of the year just went up with that. Uh, we have VGU 12 days of VGU miss that's going on right now. So we're having new things on the site every single day till the end of the year. So check that out. And then also spoonful podcast. We're doing another episode of that right at the end of the year. So it'll be something you hear first thing next year. Um, I like that show as well. Me and Mario Pacquadillo killing it out there. Uh, another thing that I'm like, Oh, thank you for taking me with you. <laughs> so I, I just feel, you know, I got good people around me. So thank you all for all that. And uh, thanks to everybody who did anything with me this year. If you watched the extra live stream that I did for my birthday or any of the other random things, watched any of the Kendrick and review videos I did, like, thank you all for the support. Thank you all for everything. I owe my, I owe a lot of stuff to other people. So thank you other people. All right. Uh, Jared, anything you would like to promote? No, I'm done working this year, man. I got nothing to do. <laughs> Don't call me. Don't send me any emails. I'm not pitching you. I got nothing. All right. I'm going to follow me on Twitter where I'll be giving you my live thoughts about God of War Ragnarok. As I, as I think. <laughs> Yo, man. That's a game cool. I have feelings about that yeah, I that, that conflicted. That fucking game. Uh, really, I really like that story. I don't know if I like playing it, but I really like that story. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Turbo Bison. Um, and yeah, uh, if, tell people that you know, hey, you want to listen to a podcast gently about games with three black creators? Uh, you know, have them download and listen. Uh, and then uh, share our stuff. That's really it. Um, mm-hmm. Share our stuff. And be good and all this stuff. I uh, hope you guys have a great new year. Uh, and I hope your Christmas isn't shitty. Um, and yeah, man. I don't know. I hope your Hanukkah is shit. Nah, I'm kidding. Hope your Hanukkah is good too. I hope more people celebrate Kwanzaa. I think that I celebrate it. That's what I'll do. I will promote. I did a podcast with Laser Time a couple of years ago where I broke down the, the whole meeting and how to celebrate Kwanzaa. So. Uh, enjoy that go check that out um that's another podcast but yeah um for jared for emmett uh, my name is tl uh this has been welcome to the thing thank you so much and welcome to the new year Ooh, i like that little flair i like that (laughs) 